The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, December 17th, 2018, season 14, episode number 97. Welcome to a new edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And uh, it's a different Wednesday than we've experienced in the last six weeks. Been a little different. Cowboys go out yesterday and lay an egg, literally. Uh, lose to the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. Uh, they lose 23-0. to zero. Um, a game that I guess by all accounts just wasn't the Cowboys just were not playing well on in either facet of the game. As, as Tank Lawrence said, after the game, they got beat offensively, defensively and in special teams. It just was not a good day for them. Yeah. I mean, it was the worst game, worst game they've played all year. Worst game I can remember them playing in a while. And, you know, I think we, uh, need to see exactly what this team really is. I think, I mean, expectations are, are different now. Are they? Yeah. I think they are for me. I, I mean, making the playoffs, they still have a decent, they still have just as much of a chance as they did before. But my expectations of this team are different. If you're going to play like that, then yeah. I mean, about what you type of team you can be. You're not going anywhere in the playoffs. This team isn't. I don't know. I, I don't get that impression. That that doesn't mean that for me. I For me, I look at it and I say that they had a horrible game yesterday. I don't know if that means much for the future. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. We'll find out how they respond against Tampa Bay, and we'll see what they how they finish this season and then what they do in the playoffs. But, you know, this happens in the NFL. There were a lot of teams yesterday that lost that weren't supposed to lose. Now, a lot of them didn't get – but, yeah, a lot of them didn't get blanked, and that's a big difference. But, wow. again, I don't, know that, I don't know that I take – that I go all the way there off of, off of one game. I really hate the words that are about to come out of my mouth uh, because I despise the notion that I'm a homer. I hate it. Uh, but, yeah, no, I lean way more toward Derek's side of things than anything else. What just, are you trying to say about me? You're a homer? But, I mean, that wasn't directed at you. That's just direct. You are a homer, but that's just I'm not direct, a homer. That's directed. I bring realism. That's directed at. You don't. Just, that's go ahead. funny. We don't need to go, go free. There. Amber agrees with me. I do agree with you. Yeah, whatever. Regardless, it's, it's, it wasn't intended as a shot at you, just in general. You know, I'm, I work for the team, and I'm sensitive to the thought that somebody would think I'm a homer. But um, I, this was so bad that I view it as more of an outlier than anything else. Like, that's how bad it was. It, to Nick's point, it, this was worse than the performances they put up in Seattle and Carolina at the start of the season. This was... Uh, you know, 178 rushing yards allowed on the ground. That's re- that's where it starts for me. Like we've seen this offense struggle. We've seen them bogged down in the red zone. We've seen the play calling go out the window. Um, you know, we've seen special teams problems. What else have we seen? We've seen in the offensive line be completely unable to play a clean game and protect Dak Prescott. Like all of that stuff is new. To see this defense just get absolutely mauled is not that. That's very new. Um, I think, you know, I looked it up. This is easily one of the biggest rushing totals. It is the biggest rushing total they've allowed this year. I think it's the biggest one they've allowed since 2014. Um, and, and 2013, they allowed this regularly when they were the worst defense in football. It was astonishingly bad, especially, you know, I sat here on this show and talked about how Marlon Mack wasn't going to be a problem for these guys. Whoop, way wrong on that. He annihilated them. Um, but anyway, so it was so bad that it just strikes me as being uncharacteristic. Maybe uh, you feel a little too full of yourselves. You don't, regardless of your backs against the wall mantra, you didn't need this game as badly as the Colts did. Uh, and they're a talented football team, especially on the lines. They, I mean, God, they outplayed both lines. And so it was horrendous, but I feel a small amount of confidence that it's just more about being one of those days than some crazy trend about how bad this team is. Amber, you know that that was one of my fears. What happens when the defense gets shut down? What ha- I mean, right now the defense has been playing for both of them, and yes, that that's not fully fair to say because yes, they they put up some things, you know, as far as moving the ball with Zeke and all that. But in general, I would say 
defense has been playing for both sides, defense and offense. It, they've been making the game happen. And yesterday, I mean, it's scary. It's scary to think, and that's. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna be able to do if that happens again. If the defense is not able to help, and that was absolutely surprising, especially with everything that we've been talking about. And I, I don't know if Nick made this comment or not at the beginning of the show, but a lot of the the comments I've been seeing on Twitter is like, "Oh, you focus on buying hats or like making hats, making shirts or." The hot boys this, the hot boys that. Hadn't gotten there yet. Oh, sorry. But feel free. <laughs> I mean. And, and you get pumped. You yeah. get pumped and all that. But then when something like this happens and you start wondering, and I'm not saying because, yes, you can do things off the field and yeah. that's fine. It's not really going to affect your game. But clearly you don't want to see them walking, getting off the bus with hard hats saying hot boys. And then they get. They give this kind of performance. You know, Marinelli said that. They asked him about, what do you think about the hot boy stuff? And he it was about two or three weeks ago, and he said, well, yeah, if if it's if they back it up. Yeah, if they back it up, then I'm fine with it. If, if you're going to, you know, do that stuff and, and call yourself that, just as long as you go out there and, and, and you put it on the field. And, you know, for the most part, you know, this defense has carried them all year long. And so that that's the thing. I mean, when the, when you, the defense doesn't carry you anymore, then you, you get that. All I'm saying is uh, my point from the start was my expectations of this team have changed. I think I'm sure y'all's expectations about what they can be like, they're going to probably make it to the playoffs still, but I, <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> what were yeah. your expectations about what they can? Well, be? I, I, yeah, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's the part that's a little, yeah, maybe, maybe overinflated that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I think, I still think they're going to make the playoffs, but I, I, I just feel like, if you go out and put a performance like that on, on tape, then you're not the type of team that's going to go win three games. You're not going to the Super Bowl. Okay, so do you see, Do you think a similar thing? I know it wasn't as bad, but do you think a similar thing of the Rams today mm-hmm. when they were at home yeah. and they got beat down like that by the by the Eagles? Because well, the Eagles I, again, finally had their where, starting quarterback in there. <laughs> right, they got the guy that they should have <laughs> had in there all along. Right, but but I think I think that's kind of the thing when you look at this, and that's why. I, to me, it's it's just I look at the entire season. Yeah. And what I know about this team through the, the entire season, except for yesterday, is this defense is really good. They didn't play like that yesterday. Now, if they go back next week and Tampa Bay just runs up and down the field scoring points on them, yeah. and they have no answer for it. Now I'm like, okay, so maybe what I thought of this defense really isn't true. But I know in the NFL, there are times when you just a team hits, you know, the Saints offense is is not bad because the Cowboys shut them down. They had a bad week. Now let's see if they get back on it, and it seems like by all counts they did. So uh, I'm just saying I don't put so much stock in that one game. I do think it's a little bit troubling, though, and it certainly brings up your radar because now you're like, well, you see one team do it. Did they expose something that maybe has yeah. been there all along that other teams haven't I don't figured out so. yet? Well, I don't know. We'll find out when we see other teams that may face them and see if other teams can run on them in the same way that, that they ran on them yesterday. The way I see it, it's more of the offense just – didn't do enough. And yes, it was a bad game by the, the defense, but the offense is just not helping out. And it's like But did the offense do anything different yesterday than they've done most of the year? They have, but yeah. that that's the they, problem. They, they, what was they that? didn't score. No, I get that, but okay. they had they've had a lot of games last they've had a lot of games this season where they've done the exact same thing. They move the ball down the field, they get to the red zone and they stall out. We we've seen that many times. We know that there's a problem in the red zone for this team. We right. know that. That was not different yesterday. The defense was the difference because usually the defense keeps them in games and allows them to at least until they can get to a point where maybe they get something going and can actually get some points on the board, the defense keeps them in the game. They didn't yesterday. Yeah, I want I want to give credit to Bob Sturm for this. He does a lot of great work for the Athletic. I don't want to just cherry pick his stats, but made the a fantastic point in his write up today. And the offense was obviously terrible. I'm not making excuses for that. But the offense was moving the ball in the beginning of the game. You know, I actually thought Scott Linehan was doing a great job of play calling while the game was still, you know, 0 0, 7 0, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the Colts scored on their first, third, fourth, and fifth possessions of the game, I believe, if I remember that correctly. Um, and yeah, so the offense clearly didn't hold up there in the bargain. They didn't score any points, but. That's been the way this team has played all year is that the defense keeps this thing close while the offense gets its act together. And that just wasn't happening yesterday. Again, I mean, I 
for all of the different takeaways you can get out of here, the fact that Marlon Mack averaged, what was it, like five and a half yards per carry, and at one point in there, during the game, it went 5.1 yards per carry, and at one point during the game, it was as high as seven, eight, nine. They just got gashed, and I think it's a testament to the Colts' offensive line. I mean, we knew Quentin, well, Quentin Nelson, you know, he's – People said he's the best guard prospect to come in the NFL draft in recent memory. They get their starting center back. Braden Smith handled Demarcus Lawrence all day. I think those guys were good enough to wash these linebackers out of the game. And nobody has done that to Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch during the last month, month and a half. And it, it clearly made a difference yesterday. Yeah, I think I think that was one of the biggest things. You look at the linebackers yesterday. That was not a typical performance for them. And there were so many times when either they couldn't get off blocks or they were just completely out of position and couldn't make tackles. And so you saw these huge holes in the middle of the line and nobody there to fill the gap. It's bad. When you have a quarterback like Andrew Luck who has carried and can carry a team the way he can, when he finishes with <laughs> with 192, right. that he didn't he could have thrown for 400 if they needed him to. He just didn't need to. I mean, he was playing Dak Prescott ball. Like, whoop, here you go. Here's five yards. Here's 18 yards. Break that tackle. All right, and then I'll hit the third and four when I need to. Like, it, I mean, that's that when you have balance like that, that's how the Cowboys win games. And it was striking yesterday. Yeah, the, everything was better. I mean, every, every, we thought it was about 50-50. You know, in the fans, and and I there would definitely I, a lot of cowboys. I would fans. imagine maybe they were a little louder. I don't know. I don't know about that. But everything else, the coaches did a better job. I mean, Matt Eberflus. I mean, of course, this was a huge game for him, and he goes out there and shuts them. That's out. the defensive coordinator for the Colts. You gotta be kidding me. I, I mean, well, why you said no, that? that they can't. They can't. They couldn't score. They let him have. Let him be the what player of the week. He was the player of the week for Sunday Night Football. <laughs> Um, well, let me ask you, did, did you think, do you buy into the idea that sometimes a guy that's been there and he's seen, yeah. he certainly knows whatever things can can stop this offense with Dak and Zeke, he probably knows the things that have given them problems in the past when yeah. he was here. And so maybe that gives him an opportunity to be able to go into a game saying, here are the things I know we're going to do that will shut down that offense. Yeah. Well, you, that's why you watch the opponent. You watch games and you have people that that's their job. And so... I don't think that gives – yes, it helps him out, but I don't think that gives you a, a great amount of advantage. I'd well, we've seen it happen more down. this season. I'd like Detroit beat New England Patriots earlier this season. Their head coach was a defensive coordinator in New England. I think it does help a little bit more than just saying it, it does – you know, maybe it helps a little bit. I think we've seen examples where it – certainly things that are not normal happen when you have a guy that has so intimately involved in one team and then the next year he's the head coach or a coordinator at well, another team. i tell you what also helps, and you know you want to call it an excuse or, not, or whatever, but when Iberflus was was the defensive coordinator here, he wasn't facing Adam Redman and, and Connor Williams at, at guard. And you know you can say it all you want to about, well, next man up, but that's not the case here. I mean, the, the next man up is never as good, or he wouldn't be the next man. And um, they, they can't just keep taking hits to this guard position. And that's what happened again. So Afila goes down with an eye injury. Um, you know, it just – you've already got Zach Martin out of the game. And it was bad. I mean, Redmond did not look like he held up well at all. Okay, so let's, let's, let's go down that path a little bit. I want each person to tell me, do you think that now maybe the Cowboys have hit a, had hit a point in the season where what's happening on the offensive line has really caught up to them and there is no answer for it because um, you can't just go out and get better players at this point – Injuries have caught up to them, and that's going to be a problem for them going forward. Well, uh, yes, they have caught up to him, and this whole resting, you know, Zach Martin, if he can play, he needs to play. This is the, the most winnable game you've got on, on the schedule right here. If you don't win this game and you're not in the playoffs, you mm. know, you, you've got to win. This is it. This is your, your game right here. So um, he needs to play if he can play. I mean, if if, if that's the, the issue, he needs to come back. And this is no rusting period anymore. It's time to play. No, but that's – I mean, and, you know, and that's – things change so much in the aftermath of these games, and it was ugly. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like Zach Martin probably could have gutted through that yesterday if he wanted to. Not Not that if he wanted to, but if they had, you know – if they had to have that, if they were, you know, 500 and it's winner, don't make the playoffs, I feel like maybe he could have gutted through that. But they didn't have to do that. He gets an extra week, and I feel much more confident that he'll be able to play against the Bucks because of that. Mm -hmm. Suofilo, for, you know, from all the reports, is gross, nasty eye injury. It sounded like it really, really hurt. But uh, the reports coming out this morning are that he should be all right. So 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, they've dealt with a ton of injuries on this thing, but I think they can get themselves geared up for this game, and that's part of the nice thing about having this cushion is you know, they can hopefully get Martin back for this game. I think I don't think Suofilo will have to miss it, so they can weather this. And as much as you want to overreact to an ugly loss, it doesn't change that they should be in a better spot playing the Bucks. You know what sucks is that going to training camp, in, heading into training camp, I really thought this offensive line was looking pretty good. I thought they had done their homework and brought in some guys to help in case Tyron Smith went out or whatever. So I'm like, man, I'm excited. I'm excited for this, and I'm glad they finally were able to take, you know, prevent things or, you know, get get back themselves up with something. And now look at this. Like, everybody on the L-line basically has suffered something except for Joe Looney. He's the only one. And then Lyle. The last... Lyle's still playing. Lyle, yeah, he hasn't. But he, didn't he have something that he dealt with, like nothing major, but he, he got they a little banged up. But the thing, assume, okay, yeah. Lyle, yeah. penalties, Yeah, he has not up played. and down. Yeah. So that... yeah, he hasn't played, his, he hasn't played yeah. well, right? Yeah, so, so it's like a mix of different things that just have happened, and they've been hanging on to that. And, and, and you know, I think there's a rap song that says, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Yeah, you left a word out. Another. That's kind of what it's I think that's kind of what it's been. Two, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. It's a compound word. It's yeah, a kind of hyphen. fantastic <laughs> example of life in the NFL. I mean, what, you know, this, this Dallas line was the talk of the league for so many years. They were so good. It was so effortless. What's Travis Frederick's long-term future? Do you need to spend draft capital or free agent capital at tackle? Like it's the I wonder about that. You know, I'm not trying to end Tyron Smith or Lyle Collins's career. I think they're both good players, but it's certainly something you should have your mind on. And then you look across the line at Indy. Andrew Luck got murdered for most of his first four years in the league, and now you're like, oh my god, these guys are great and they're young and they're gonna. I, mean, I honestly, having watched that game and knowing what I know about their roster. I expect them to be an AFC contender for years to come based on that line. Although what you just started. No, and then with. no, of course that doesn't of course that <laughs> right. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But could you get two years from yeah. now and all of that can be different. They've right? got the foundation to have a really great team. Yeah. But we'll and and meanwhile, like you're sitting here with the Cowboys, like are they we had the foundation in 2016. It, yeah. And 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 it's yeah. it's not the Jaguars gone. had the foundation last year. It ain't <laughs> it ain't you gone, know? but it certainly doesn't look great. And it's yeah, it's a it is a not for long league, that's for sure. All right, let's take our first break. Let's come back and we're going to t- dive a little deeper into some of the parts of this game that were troublesome. Uh, we'll also get some calls. Give us a call 888-855-2297. We want to hear from you guys throughout the show. Uh, again, the number is 888-855-2297. We'll be right back. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk extra and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. 
The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Uh, we'll be taking questions throughout the show. 888-855-2297 is the number. We'll jump real quick to a phone call that we have from Ricardo in California. Ricardo, what up? Ricardo, are you there? Are you there? All right, back. tell you what. No, Ricardo. We'll give him a second to get Ricardo back on the Ricardo. line. Ricardo. And, uh, Ooh, sorry. Uh, Ricardo. Ricardo. <laughs> okay, calm down. All right, so in the meantime, though, let's talk a little bit more about this game, a little more uh, in-depth about this game. Um, when you look at the way that the, the Cowboys' offense, really offense and defense played yesterday, they get behind, and I don't know. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think by the time they got to 17-0, that was the biggest deficit that they've played from this season. Not quite. Okay, what was it? 20-0. 20-0. They were down 18 in Seattle. Okay, got it. It seems to me, well, it doesn't just seem to me, it's very apparent that this is not a team that has what it takes to play from behind because of the way it's constituted. It's constituted on playing good defense, running the ball. Uh, the passing game is probably the weakest of those three things. Is that a concern for you guys as you go into the playoffs when you think about this team and how they would perform against some of those better teams in the NFL that playing from behind doesn't seem to be a strength for them? Yeah. That's a good, that's a concern. You look at the five game winning streak. They there was three games in that that they didn't they weren't trailing at all. Uh, one of them, Washington, they were just trailing just for like one drive, and then right. they, they they took the lead. So yeah, this this winning streak uh, was built on the fact that they had a lead early, and they they play they play well to that. When they're down, like they were in um, Carolina and Seattle and where else, um, yeah. Washington. Oh, uh, you know they they, yeah, they didn't Houston really. Too. Houston, they they didn't really. Houston, they did kind of come back for them, but Washington, they didn't. Those three games right there, yeah, they just don't have an explosive offense like that. Yeah. And we've seen, we've seen a little bit of, of that against the Redskins and Eagles at home, but for the most part, they're just not a quick strike offense. That probably goes back to the conversation about expectation, which is probably why this game doesn't do a lot to change my opinion because this is. More than likely a playoff team. They're a, a good team, a team that has improved, but the deficiencies that this team has, I, I don't think I ever talked myself into thinking this team could win three or four in a row against playoff caliber teams. I just Their offense is too inconsistent. Their defense is good, but doesn't generate like the type of takeaways it takes to win those types of games. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it's certainly troubling. I mean, you know, somebody... Somebody on Twitter this morning said to me, he's like, well, y'all been telling us for a month that the offense is fixed. Clearly not. And I was like, who said that? But yeah, like, who have you been listening to? Because this offense wasn't, it was better. And and Amari Cooper deserves a ton of credit for that. Zeke has been balling out, but like, they don't score enough points. I mean, they were averaging, what, like 22 points per game during the win streak, I think. Bogged down in the red zone. It's been a trend all year. And we have seen that this team can beat anybody on their day. The Saints game comes to mind, but... I just don't know that they're consistent enough to do that yeah. regularly against good teams. I, I've changed my tune a little bit on on what I think about the Linehan Dak situation, and a lot of fans, all they care about is the Cowboys, and they care about they need a new offensive coordinator. I think Linehan needs a new quarterback, and I don't mean with the Cowboys. I think Linehan and the Dak, I don't think is a great pairing anymore, and I, I just noticed that a few times in the game. He's calling plays that that should be there, but Dak's strength is not just putting the ball anywhere he wants. You know, that like that play where they, on third and one, where Jarwin is streaking down the field, That that's a perfectly schemed play, just like Olawali, just like uh, Cole Beasley, just like the Noah Brown play around the goal line. He's calling plays that are schemed well. 
but you need a better quarterback and more accurate quarterback to make that throw. And that's not what Dak's strength really is. But all those that you just pointed out, I don't think all of those were on Dak. Those were also some of the people that should have caught the ball. I mean, the Olawali play, that was catch the ball. The ball's there. Yeah, he Darwin, catches the ball. He Darwin too. The, yeah, I, I just I don't well, the think Jarwin's those, a bad throw by Dak to me. It I don't wasn't know if I completely agree with that. Get it it was there. It wasn't a good throw, but I've seen the replay enough times. Like it was in between his hands right. and then he bobbled it before the defender even got there. Right. That's on not him. a great throw. Which I agree. I think I heard you say that in the press box yesterday. Is like Linehan seems like he's calling plays for a Breeze or a Stafford more often than not. Like guys who just have a different yeah. skill set than Dak does. And I I, I, think, I think in a different set, he 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 could be. I yeah, mean, I get that. Up. I guess my, my point still is, though, I, I think that some of those plays you, that you pointed out, I think maybe it's the caliber of the receivers that he's throwing to. Like that kept, that throw to Jarwin, yeah, it wasn't a perfect throw, but if you had a higher quality tight end, yeah. he probably makes that catch, right? Which, and so that's my point. Like I just think that what they've given him outside of Amari Cooper is a bunch of is a bunch of very average guys that may not be able to make some of those more difficult catches. I don't I agree with you, but again, I mean you could still perhaps call a better play for that quarterback in that situation. I mean, you know, Jamez Olawale, Jamez, oh, excuse me, Jamez Olawale should have he should have caught that. But are we overthinking it maybe a little bit here? Maybe like, on third we, one you don't even throw to him. Exactly. Because maybe he's a blocker, not a catcher. Uh, and and the same thing, should Blake Jarwin have caught it? Yes. Was he open? Yes. I can't fault the play call, but did it have to be, did that have to be the call? Wasn't well, It was third and short, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was third, yes. third and one. It was third and one. Was, so, again, I don't, I mean, I get it. Again, well, we can talk about this until we all are blue in the face, but it's the age old, like, well, they know we're going to run, and so we shouldn't run. And maybe they shouldn't have because Zach Martin wasn't in there. I don't know. But some of these calls seem a little overcomplicated for the situation at hand. But let me ask you this, because thinking of the kind of things we've talked about on this show where we're like, all right, you know, and Nick, this is one of your big things, if you get down a certain situation and you know it's two downs, then that should affect your play call. If in this instance they felt like, okay, we know we're going to go for it on fourth, we feel fairly certain that our running back and our offensive line can pick up a yard if it gets to fourth and one. Let's try something a little different, something a little bit creative. And the play actually gave you a chance. You guys just couldn't catch the ball. Then is it hard to def- is yes. it hard to fault yes. the, the play caller? It's in that the situation? same exact thing yeah. with the Atlanta game. Like I can't sit here and murder Scott Linehan for Cole Beasley not catching an open touchdown. And same thing. Jim- or Brown. No, no, yeah, or Dak not getting. Which for all the Dak haters. I, I said this yesterday, and people thought I was hating on on Dak or the offensive line. Andrew Luck did the same thing. They schemed T.Y. Hilton across the end zone, and it was it was such an easy catch. And Luck missed the throw because yep. there was a guy in his face. Same thing that happened to Dak with Noah Brown. Pressure affects quarterbacks. Yeah. That's why you pay those guys. Uh, where was I going with that? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I can't kill these play calls. But at the same time, maybe this is the Madden player in me. I grew up playing video games. If it's third and one and you're right, like, am I crazy to think that you could just sneak it twice in a row? I, sneak right. didn't work. Great. We're going to do it again because our quarterback is 6'2", 230. Like, just create. maybe maybe that's just too simplistic and I'm okay. just a dummy who should it's shut up. third and long one. I think I've just created this. It's Zeke to sneak. That's what it is. You give third and one. You give it you, a Zeke. So you. on fourth and inches, you can sneak it, and that's not going to be stopped. Now they did on fourth and one try. To be and yes. Zeke went negative yards. Fourth and, and one. Fourth and one. No, but but my point. My point is that was a situation where we all say give Zeke the ball, run the ball. They did it, and it was negative yardage and a fumble. They they take way too much time with some of these runs where where you know a guy's pulling here and Zeke has to run. A, I mean just. Do you think that in there? Do you think that part of because and let me let me preface this by saying I know earlier in the season this has been an ongoing trend and earlier in the season you didn't have the same level of concern as you may have now with the offensive line. But do you think that as this season goes on, the offensive line, you're sustaining injuries, your guys aren't playing great, you think maybe that's affecting why they're making the decisions that they're making in these short yardage situations to maybe not run the ball on goal line versus trying to throw the ball because they just don't necessarily trust the offensive line is going to 
Maybe. not allow the defensive front to get penetration. You know, it's never really been a great third and one offensive line. Even when you had Frederick Martin and Tyron back in 2015, I believe they were the worst in the league at, at third. I know you always said Leary was the one that made that better, but, and then getting rid of him, you weren't. Yeah, Suofilo has helped with that. Um, Connor, you know, I mean, Connor Williams and Redmond. Yeah, that was not a good. That was not a good line to be. Now, now to be fair, I think Suofilo. That was the Sufilo play that Suofilo got poked in the on. eye. Maybe that was the problem. <laughs> he couldn't see. He couldn't see. It was. I mean, which imagine if they call hand to the face right there? Because <laughs> believe me, that crew was calling everything else. True. I have never seen in I my would've... life. Here's two calls I've never seen this year, ever. Both on on LP Latticer. Number one, snap and fraction. How does that happen? Snap and fraction in Washington, holding. On the snapper, right. he's not trying to hold. What he, what he could he be holding? Like and he runs. Yeah, what is he's not holding. Nobody can hit the snapper. Just for those out there that don't know the rules, you can't hit the snapper. So it's not like he's trying, like somebody is coming at him and he's trying to keep them from getting to his kicker. Like he he how does he hold? I don't get he's that. going down to make a tackle. How does he hold? Mickey didn't think he helped. I just don't get Mickey doesn't I don't think get the Cowboys have ever committed a penalty in his life. Maybe that's I don't not think a I've good, ever seen a long a snapper example. get a holding you know, call in that kind of situation. Dave might might ever like you might occasionally say, Oh, that was a bad call, that was a hold. But you never say it up in the press box because number one, Mickey won't allow it. Me and Derek probably don't allow it either. And Man, but I, I mean, the officiating yesterday was terrible. And I'll give you two from the um, the Colts should be mad about it as well. I mean, T.Y. Hilton taunting. Are you kidding me? And they had a block in the back, which just because Byron Jones turned around doesn't mean it's a block in the Honestly, back. That, That's really bad calls in that game. This is well, this, is a, this is a weekly refrain now that every week you watch games and you say, what was wrong with the officiating? Byron it's, Smith. It's at a point where it's kind of on both sides. Byron Smith's got to figure out how to block because what he's well. been doing for years, grabbing a guy like this and – Throwing them to the ground, like that's not working anymore, I guess, because that is now called a hold. I'll say, I for I, this is not a shot at Mickey, and it's not a shot at either of y'all because it's happened in every NFL press box I've ever gone into. But like wh when I was coming up in college and high school, like getting my start, it was drilled into me by like my professors and my advisors. It's like, you shut the hell up in the press box. Like it is a <laughs> professional. They've never been the Redskins working press box. In, no, working ever. in. Yeah, Ever. I it was drilled into me my whole college career is like you don't say s like you are there to cover a game you are not there to blah 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 so I yeah I don't talk in press boxes at least not at a loud volume and so I take this job and I'm like this is the big leagues this is you really got to be professional my god <laughs> every press box it's Washington it's, yeah. it's all of them it's everywhere and it's our people and it's the opposing like it's a free for all yeah, and it's it really ridiculous is. but anyway sometimes I actually wait I'm waiting to see is there going to actually be some back and forth talk because it gets going and then before you know oh, it, people are saying stuff to each other Philly, I'm like, Philly is the worst oh like, it is yeah Phillies and like you know Nick will Nick will offer some commentary back and so does oh Nick people. Nick it's, loves to just kind of throw something out there just so everybody around can hear that I'm talking to you but I'm not going to say it directly to you the implier I never I never would have <laughs> dreamed as a young when college All the time okay maybe yes facts <laughs> I'm trying to just remember a, a I time. can't think of a specific example but like Nick will just loudly be like hey. Everybody's got that, their issues. Derek, if anybody if anybody is doing anything annoying in the press box, you hate it. Like, if someone's yes. phone rings or something, or someone says a stupid joke yesterday about, oh, it looks like a Mack truck out there, you're like, yeah, that's funny. No, I don't. I don't say anything. I just kind of look. Like, that's <laughs> seriously? <laughs> I could have never dreamed as a young, like, teenage sports writer that, the, like, NFL press boxes are some of the least professional environments <laughs> I've ever been in in my life. You got that right. Anyway, uh, I, I, the refs suck. The refs always suck, right. and I just don't have time to care. I really don't. Like I, I not this again. Not a shot at y'all. I hate even talking about it. It happens in every game. It happens to both teams. If you think there's some type of bias, I I don't know what to tell you. Well, the fact is, it's not going to change. Like, yeah, it's no. just the the faster and and the faster these guys get, the harder it is to call an NFL game and to be. And we get the benefit of seeing it up high. We get the benefit of seeing slow motion replay. When you're watching it in real motion, in real time, you got to make a split de second decision. I don't want to kill the guys like that and be like, oh wow, they're horrible. But it's it's just officiating is hard, and you're not going to get them all right, and we're seeing no. the the the, the uh, result of that. And and also, you know, 
one of the things that I do in every game and I've done for like the last 10 years is I write that article about five plays. Don't, don't forget about these five plays. And a lot of the times those plays are some kind of penalty. It's a penalty that changed things. And one of the example of them in the game, um, in the right before the halftime, they have a three third down the Colts. It's seven to nothing. And the Cowboys make a stop. They finally make a stop. And the punt team is about to, is going onto the field and right as they're doing that, that's when the official throws the flag on Anthony Brown yeah. for holding on a play that happened before right. the pass. They talked about it because the pass was deflected, so you can't call pass interference. So it was holding before the throw. So if it was holding before the throw, then the throw is made, and then it's incomplete, and the whistle blows, and then you throw the flag, then that's clearly a sideline call that was called from the cold sideline. And actually, it was the Cowboys sideline. The guy threw it from the Cowboys sideline. So I don't, I don't know. Like that, that changed everything. They got the first down. They drove down. They get a field goal, and and that changed the momentum of the half. And so you just look at calls like that and go, wow. I mean, they really do affect the games. I mean, so these officials. I don't call them crooks like other people do, but I mean, they oh, do. There's no doubt they affect the game. That's of course they do, and it, they affect it for both teams. Yeah. I mean, I, I that's I, really I get my that. point is that it's, I get that at the end of the day, it's a wash. But, and so there's no point really arguing it but when you're creating calls off things off that that you think that you see on on lp holding on a when that's not his job is to hold he doesn't want to hold why calling that that was big too because that put it from the six yard line to the 16 you can be a little bit more aggressive at the 16 than you are going to be at the six i still think of course the way they were running the ball yeah they was they would have got it you put them on the one i mean it doesn't really matter their kicker was better than the cowboys kicker yeah best kicker ever yep First ballot Hall of Famer. No. What? Should Has be. there ever been a kicker that's been first no. ballot? No. He should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's definitely done it in a long time and with some real consistency. That's one of my hot, hottest NFL takes. Adam Vinatieri, first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. All right, let's take our final break. Let's come back. Let's get some questions. I know we got Joe on the line. We'll get to him when we come right back. You guys can also call us, 888-855-2297. We'll get to some calls. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. While a player could look good on paper... It's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. 
Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, tell us about. Guys, it's that time. It's that time to you should probably start thinking about Christmas shopping if you haven't gotten there already. So a little late if you haven't. Yeah. Go ahead. So basically, if you want to buy something for your lady, you can... Tommy John. Well, uh, okay. Tommy John. We have ladies listeners out there that have. I know. And I said, guys, hold on. I said, guys. So if you want to. Dudes can buy underwear for dudes too. That's true. That happens at training camp. (laughs) Anyways, doesn't matter who you are, who you're buying it for, or what you like and all that stuff. TommyJohn.com is the place for you because everybody needs underwear. So if you need a gift to buy, if you need someone says, oh, what what can I get you? TommyJohn.com. Go do some shopping. All right, great. Thank you, Nick. We've got a uh, very special moment that's going to be coming up here in a second. Amber has a vent. Uh, she wants to <laughs> vent a little bit. But before we get to that, Joe's been holding for yeah, more you than might a second. Do so that let's first. get to Joe from New York, and then we'll come back and let Amber vent a little bit. What you got, Joe? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Um, I appreciate you taking my call, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I appreciate you guys taking my call. Listen, I have a couple of things, and I'm trying to get them in. Nick, that was some very, um, I say, observant. Um, thoughts for you to actually say that Linehan needs a different quarterback. Um, that's that's pretty astute of you. I'm going to say this, though. I believe that Linehan needs to go regardless of what's happened, regardless of what the turnaround is. He shows, he shows a lack of inconsistency within play calling, not just the Cowboys, you know, necessarily going through and, and, and finishing plays and, and actually putting things in, completing, completing, um, you know, your your twenty your inside the twenty, your red zone plays, all of these things seem to they compile and they and they build up and they build up, but they all come back to Linehan and the inconsistencies. For me, they all come back to the inconsistencies. He goes from one game to the next looking a, looking totally different as a play caller. At, I mean, we didn't run one screen yesterday. Not one. I don't even know that one was given to the wide receivers. Another thing was the idea that I that we should play with the line a little bit, and I'm thinking of Fleming moving to the right. I'm thinking of Lyle moving back to guard, and I'm thinking of Sofilo moving inside to where to where Zach is. Okay. I'm just, okay. You know. Well, I mean, is that it? I appreciate. Yeah. We appreciate. The Thanks call. for the call. You know, there's a couple things about that. Um, this is the tough balance as an offensive coordinator, and, and I agree with you. I, I don't think Linehan. I don't think this is a good good fit anymore uh, for him. For for Dak, I, I don't think this is the case. You remember, he was here for Tony, and I, it worked pretty pretty well. Um, the inconsistent. He said, I think you said his lack. He lacks inconsistency, uh, which I think you meant to say lacks consistency, but. As a play caller, you kind of want to be inconsistent. That's You don't have a bread-and-butter play. This isn't Denzel Washington with Remember the Titans saying, I got six plays. Okay, This isn't like that. They don't have something where they just run over people. They have to trick it up because they're not as good as some of the defenses they, they play, especially when they have an offensive line like that. So I think you do want to balance being doing things that, that you're good at, also tricking it up a little bit. Obviously, it did not work yesterday. Yeah, I, I mean – I think I said that a couple a week or two ago is like, you know, unless this team wins the Super Bowl or gets damn close, I really can't imagine that no changes are going to take place. But that's there's always change. Yeah. yeah but I, so, I mean, Linehan, absolutely like that job is up for consideration as far as I'm concerned. If this team unless something crazy happens, basically, I mean, if they lose in the first or second round of the playoffs and and they score 19 points in doing so, that is absolutely something that i would think would happen um but again you know, like and 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 moving the offensive line like it's not time for that like we know what this team's deficiencies are and now is not the time to try to make sweeping changes you know like the 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 bye week is one thing eight freaking weeks ago and it you're you're two games away from a potential playoff push and that's it's just not something that i concern myself with at this moment in time that doesn't mean i don't want to talk about it it's just it we are what we are, you know, like the cake is ninety five percent baked at this point, like what are you gonna drastically change? yeah, you know the one thing I will say, Nick though, about the inconsistency um 
I actually I get his point because there are and what he was was I thought what I was, what I thought he was referring to is when you see something that they do successfully one week that you say hey maybe you ought to incorporate that more into your offense in future weeks and we've seen that throughout this year screen work they didn't go back to it like you said this last game uh, you that's get not true though they they ran a few screens that's, they definitely did well but but I guess they that was, that was exactly the give my, my point was you can look at earlier this season. When they'd have a game when they would get Tavon involved, and then the next game, nothing. Yes. There would be games early in the season where Dak would run the ball well, and then the next game, nothing. It's like, it's that kind of thing where I agree. you we see saw that some last things year that, too. but that's what I'm saying. You see some things that are working well, and then all of a sudden the next week, it's like, no, we can't do that because maybe they're expecting it. Maybe they just decide not to do it. Maybe he forgets. I don't know. Has Dak run but, the ball on purpose in the last like month? Not really. Yeah. Not really. There's a little bit. They'll do it probably once or twice a game, and usually they save it for those critical moments of the game. He had a touchdown on one, and and so I, which game? I'm sorry. I'm. It was one where he ran up the it, middle and uh, dove for the end Atlanta. zone. Oh, I don't remember. Was that Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Right in front of us, Atlanta. Gotcha. But side. but my point, I think that's what he was more getting to is yeah. just that inconsistency of not sticking with things that actually things that actually work. You just kind of forget to use them in the next game. No, I, I agreed. I agree with most of what the caller is saying. I just like. You are trying to be somewhat inconsistent. If you had things, I think that he thought they could just run all the time, but I don't know if they really have that. Is, are we getting close to the rant here? This is, is a well. It's coming. Is, it's it, a, is it about this? Oh, oh it's coming. <laughs> this is, oh, it's coming. You, you do that. It's a cliche. This this team doesn't have an identity. I mean, on offense, <laughs> they don't have an offensive identity. It's true. They do not. Well, they have. They don't. They have. You think Zeke. they do? Well, they well, no, they have an idea. They know what they want to do. They, they a, just can't do it. They and they, but the thing is, even the thing that they that they want to do, the thing that you would think is their identity, running the ball, in so many moments when you think, okay, this is when you should run the ball, they're like, meh. They don't trust. So that's not really your identity, it. then. Right? They don't trust. Them, and I guarantee you, you know, we'll ask somebody will ask Scott Linehan about it on Thursday, and he'll 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 slyly say something like, "Well, I mean, you saw what happened when we ran it on fourth and one, didn't you?" Okay. Yeah. That'll be his backup. Maybe right? shut up. Which hey, oh whatever. Before before you do that, real th- I'm gonna be nice. This is just this is something I've had on my mind. And I just I wanna be nice and say I really appreciate Jason Garrett. I thought it was cool. Uh I wanna know the exact situation. I'm sorry. Fourth quarter. Uh fourth and twelve from the Indy twenty six. You're down twenty three to nothing <laughs> with four minutes to play, and he went for it. And I appreciate that because 98% of people would have kicked the field goal to keep the goose egg off their resume. And I'm with you on that. I, I in, kicked it. Try to win the game. I would have kicked it. I would have kicked it. And if I would have, I would have sit there and I would kick the field goal. And if I made it, or even if I missed it, I want someone to ask me, why'd you kick the field goal? And I said, because I have a kicker that I wanted to see if he could make a 40-yard field goal. That's what I wanted to see. <laughs> And That's nobody, nobody would have cared. No one would have been like, "Oh, well, it's actually pretty good." That's a decent rebuttal. I, I mean, that's. Fair. I want to see if you, Brett Maher think, can make a field goal. But I mean, if because he, the last time he kicked it right into someone's armpit. If he misses that, are you going to cut him? Maybe. See, like again, no. again. <laughs> Wait, going, if, if Maher misses a forty-yard field goal against the Colts. I, I don't think they would have to come bring back. who? Yeah, I don't right. know. I don't know exactly I, at this. I don't think they would have cut. I know yeah. we already we already had that conversation. Well, I, and mean, I just I don't okay. trust that the guy that's sitting on his couch in mid December is better than Brett Maher. And, I don't. I don't and think you could say that be. you could say that if you want, but I think everybody in that room, including yourself, if you were the media sitting on the other side, would have been like, I ain't buying that. They would have been like, you were trying to keep from getting blanks, and so be it if that's what you're doing. Care. But who cares? What if he said I don't want to get shut out? That's fine, but I think it would have been disingenuous for him to say, I'm trying to see if my kicker can make a 40-yard field goal. I think it's more he didn't want to get blanked. And for me well, personally, yeah. I kind of agree with Dave. The only thing you can come back with that is say, you were probably going to still need a field goal as well, right? You were going to need probably two touchdowns with a two-point conversion and then a field goal in order to Did you see um, the Colts cele- celebration? I mean, yeah, yeah, right? I mean, like. That, that that's a big deal you didn't to see them. That? What celebration? It's a big deal. Oh yeah, to they them. were in their they were in their locker room. Like oh yeah, no, it's a huge deal yeah. to get so, a shutout so in the NFL. Goal. So why why not make a field goal then? Because it's it's weak and you know you're going to lose. Like I, no. I I took LSU to task for that the is. same thing. They kicked a field goal down twenty nine to nothing against Alabama, and it was I thought it was weak. I think it's it's well at least we didn't get shut out. So if you're saying it's a huge thing for the Colts defense, but yet you you want 
you want them to have that, it, make a field goal. I, no, try to win the game. Well, And kicking a field goal is not trying to win the game in that situation, in my opinion. I, I, and, and so much of – and again, like literally, that's, it's, it's, it's self-preservation and it's ego padding. Like, well, at least we didn't get shut out. You also didn't win the game. And so many decisions that coaches make is about that. It's about, like, what can I easily defend or what makes my ego feel better at the end of the day? And Jason Garrett passed it up, and I'll give him credit for that. I, I liked the decision to do that in a hopeless situation. I would kick the field goal because, like you just said, it's hopeless anyways. You're not winning the game with the touchdown and all that stuff anyways. I, w- I would have kicked the field goal. And then if you're not – why were you calling timeouts for the last three minutes anyways? Well, not, I did not like that. I would not have done so, that. Just get your team off the field. But I do think you have an issue with, with your, your kicker, though. I mean, and, and this, this whole thing about for who, that's not the point. The point isn't who's going to come in. The point is, is well, you've got to get is. a – it's not about who's better. Okay, it's not about who's better. It's about does your kicker have enough confidence? Is he is he going to make a kick? Is he confident to make a kick? Yeah, you can make a sixty-two yarder all day, and no pressure. There's an absolutely no pressure on you for a sixty-two yarder. Yeah. And I, I said this in pregame when he was kicking. I was like, I want to see if you can make this one right here, forty-seven yards. Make this one. And what was the what was the field goal attempt that was blocked? Forty-five, forty-four, forty-five or forty-six, something like that. So I mean, that's that's the type of kick. And it, when it looks like he he kicked it low, kicked it low, yeah. So. I I think it's important to see what kind of in it because if he if he misses that kick I think that you you're stuck with him you're stuck with him there's no change and I think you have bigger 40, problems than that yard right now. now that's actually not true that's just not true for kickers there's there's 15 that are out there that have kicked it more than him and you could sign one you're not stuck with him because he doesn't need to learn the offense okay but, but what strong. guarantees you those other guys nothing, are going to give you something better nothing, exactly nothing guarantees me. Nothing. I'm just saying you, you need to get a guy with some confidence. You know, we started the show, Go and ahead. as I sit here, is it time? I think, and the more I think, that's not always a good thing because the more I think over here, the more upset I get. And I was calm this morning. I was calm, and now I'm not. Last week, and it's taking a lot throughout the, the whole season, beginning of the season, I've been like, when one leg out of <laughs> hanging out of the train and the other one in, just waiting, am I jumping out? Am I sticking with them? Last week, after five wins, I've decided to put my leg back in and say, you know what, I'm, I'm riding. I'm riding alone the whole way. When you start getting comfortable, you get slapped in the face. And that's what happened last night. And the more I look at this offense and the things that they've done, there's no way they're going to be able to fix this problem by the end of the season, even if they make it to the playoffs. I, I don't think they're going to get... I mean, everything's possible, but as of right now and the inconsistency of the whole thing, it's going to be very, very hard to even make it past one playoff game. And when you look at it, you talk about Scott the play calling, and you talk about him not being necessarily a good fit with Dak, and it's true. There's so many different, different aspects of this whole thing that plays together. The play calling... Him not being able to position his players at the best position as possible. Not, not calling the right things that kind of fits into Dak's abilities. That, that's a problem there. Another thing, freaking Dak, you talk about the wide receivers not being able to catch some of those passes, and it's true, but how much more do you need to change in order to make it Dak-friendly or like cater to Dak? You know, you, you got Ezekiel Elliott basically carrying the whole team. And it, and it, it, it really upsets me when you look at the, the possible things and, that you have. As far as the defense, yes, they played horrible last night. But in, in general, what you got going on, the, the whole defense, Zeke and Mari Cooper, and just seeing time again being wasted. Because it hurts me when I see, like, freaking Tony Romo, Jason Witten gone, Des Bryant, and you play, you lose players like that without really make laden, you know, making something out of it. You know what I'm trying to say? Hmm? I guess. But you have nothing to show for it, is what you're saying. I'm, I'm saying it's like just wasting the the player or, yeah, or the have, time. The you time have of nothing the player. to show for their career. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you you have you have something here, and it's a combination of the whole play calling, Dak. 
not re- and I love I really like Dak and I really want him to succeed because I think he has so many great qualities about him and we've seen some throws that he can make so you know it's there it just needs to be developed and Kellen Moore is not really helping out Scott Linehan is not helping out with the whole the whole play calling because as a great coach I really believe you have the ability to look at what you got and I'm like, okay, how can I make it work for you? That doesn't mean changing every single guy in the offense. You're not going to bring a bunch of elite players in the whole offense. You can't, there's no way you can do that. You got Zeke. He's freaking elite. He can do so many things. Now you got Amari Cooper, who has shown what he can do. You got talent in Michael Gallup, who is still struggling a little bit, but you see a lot of potential there. And then you got the guys in the O-line, who you have a bunch of all-pro guys in there, but... You did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you did. You yeah. did in a way. But I I still think you're capable of doing certain things, even with the hit that you've received in the O-line. You, you can still move the ball. And we've seen it in the past weeks, the, those five winning games. So, it, it wasn't yeah, pretty. The, so what do they need to do? I mean, I, I hear that you're, you're rant, you know, like venting here. And There's, the, you can't do anything at this point. So, okay. But here's the thing. So, but here's, I, here's, but here's two the things you can do because you said this hurts me. It gets me so upset. You can. <laughs> Why did you write that Because down? I just want to make sure I had those two. That's no, no, one thing you can do. You shouldn't let the Cowboys hurt you or get you upset because that's what they do. That's what this team does. And I know, understand, what you're saying is what fans are feeling right now. They're upset. They're hurt, and that's that's what happens, and that's what's so frustrating about this team is the minute you think they're one thing, they're really not. But let's also be clear. like All that stuff you just talked about offensively, that ain't different. That game that they won against the playoff team that they actually beat, which is the New Orleans Saints, the offense was pretty bad in that game too. Yeah, they scored more points, but they were bad in that game. They didn't play a great game that game. If this team is going to do anything in the playoffs, it's going to be because they have an amazing defensive run. That's what we know. Okay, right? That's right. But so, you so, cannot yeah. rely on your defense every single time. No, 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 and it no, happened no, no, last no, no. week, no, no, no. last night. Actually, not true. Not true. That's my point. That's what in the playoffs, in the playoffs, there are te- we have seen that model work and take a team to the Super Bowl. We've seen an amazing defensive run where an offense kind of made plays where they needed to here and there, but it was all about the defense. We've seen that with the, work. With the offense scoring what? Scoring something at least. Uh, maybe who knows? I, I know one thing: the year Baltimore Ravens won, that offense did nothing. They did absolutely nothing. The defense was scoring. Same thing with that Tampa Bay team. The defense was scoring. It wasn't the offense. So my point is, we've seen that model work. That's not. That's not the point. I think what we saw yesterday, and the reason why it's troublesome for everybody, is because the defense, which we are relying on, that has been consistent all season all of a sudden fell off and fell off in a mighty way. Yeah. They were getting gas from the beginning of the game all the way to the end. That's the part that's troublesome. If they can get that fixed, and if that was just a one-game anomaly, great. They still have an opportunity with everything in front of them if they can have a great defensive run to be able to put themselves in position. But that's a mighty tall order to ask because the offense ain't going to give them a whole lot of support, and that's what we've seen all season. And that, I mean, again, I'll – Bring it all full circle. Like, I feel like a homer for saying this. Like, I, do, I don't feel that much different about this team than I did yesterday before kickoff. I I picked them to win. I was wrong. But I certainly did not feel good about that game. And anybody that did is delusional, in my opinion. I mean, just with, with what they had at stake and, and what they brought to the table, it was never going to be an easy game. It is disconcerting the way the defense just gave up chunks. But at the same time... They were within their median for scoring. 23 points? 23 points should win you plenty yeah. of games in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. I mean, th- this offense as it is is not impressive. And if the defense isn't carrying their end of the load, right. they're not going far in the playoffs at all. That's exactly right. Um, but, well, we, that, again, that's the but we knew but that. That's the we problem. Knew that. But there's a ton of problems with this team. Like the kicker <laughs> is unreliable. The red zone offense sucks. The defense doesn't get enough takeaways. They're, they're not changing I guess, now. I guess None the way that I feel now. You just gotta make the best. You make do the best you can. Two more games. Get into the playoffs and hope that you can catch that strong run of form like you did these last six weeks. You I get mean, on your knees and you pray at night. God, let this defense <laughs> be great. Like the, that's really what you, you gotta look, hope. You look, can you can transform all. a season at, at the midpoint. We saw it. I mean, right. you, but. But it's Christmas. Like, you're not drastically just going to – you're not going to be this drastically different team from now until when your season's over. You're just not. I just don't like – and, again, the way I see it is just 
you hope that when one, let's say your right hand side is struggling, your left hand is going to be able to help you out. Meanwhile, your right hand gets but better. Have but have we seen that this year yet? I don't know that there's been a game where I feel like the offense carried more of a load than the defense. Like the defense was struggling. That's what the I, offense uh, made it happen. Okay, exactly. The yeah. defense has been carrying this whole team. The, but that's what I'm saying. Example last night. I'm not saying that's going to repeat itself because obviously that's very rare to happen where you get zero points. But in cases like that, that's when you hope you can at least rely a little bit, like freaking score something at least as far as your offense. Even if you That'd get nice. to like – That'd be nice. Well, but yeah. Didn't that's happen. not what we've seen so didn't, far. Didn't you know? happen yesterday. Yeah. All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow. We're going to get a big picture look around the NFL, what's happening around the NFL, where the Cowboys sit in the NFC East, and where the playoffs, how the playoffs are shaking out. We'll talk about all that tomorrow. For Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?